what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're not together or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody sings like this now. Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me. Hi, I'm your host, Rob Elba. As always, it's great having you all with me. And I have a guest tonight that I'm very excited to talk to. He is a podcaster himself, and I was uh, I first met him. I, I was a guest on his podcast, and then we uh, made arrangements for him to come on mine. And it's all good and exciting, and I'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. Jeff Kaiser, welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, Rob, <laughs> I am so glad to finally grace the air. The airwaves of that record got me high. I'm so accustomed to Florida Sound Archive. It's nice to join you, and thanks for having me. Yes. So, uh, as as Jeff said, he's the host of Florida Sound Archive podcast. It's a podcast that documents the lives and stories of people involved in various music scenes throughout Florida's past. And all right, Jeff, before we get in, into your the record that you picked for this, I'm just curious, because I, I don't think we ever uh, discussed or maybe you told me and I forgot already. What like why what made you become so obsessed with Florida music? And, and <laughs> like because uh, you really I mean, Jeff's great because his uh, his podcast, it covers like there's no uh, genre at all. I mean, you, you'll you cover all different types of music. And you get, uh, and and I could tell you genuinely like love all these different bands and all these Florida bands. But how did that how did that happen, Jeff? You know, you have an eye for detail, my friend. You are correct. Yes. So I have been a fan of Florida music for a long time. So if I think back to the early years, it was probably when uh, I had my first show experience. You know, it really wasn't a concert per se, but it was going to like a local dirty club and. Uh, some kids from high school were playing, and, and that was really what got me started. And then it kind of snowballed from there, and it was a slow build. You know, it's grown over the years, and I have expanded my taste of different types of music, not just from Florida, but all over the world. And I just feel like that has helped me understand and learn a lot of the history of Florida music, and it really goes back uh, quite far. I may even the earliest stuff that I can think of is probably the Seminole Indian tribes, uh, but <laughs> oh, wow. there, there might be even more than that out there. But right. as far as I actually have in my own personal archives, that would be it. Right. But you're really and you're really into it. So are you are you originally from Florida? Are you a, a Florida native, or did your family move yeah. here? You are. Okay. All so right. I technically. I technically was born in New York, like most of us. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but I grew up in South Florida, 
South Florida is what I knew for pretty much the majority of my life. So uh, I am Florida in my blood. Right. Okay. And you're, and, and yeah, you're just, I mean, it's great that someone, you know, that's from a area that you just want to know so much about, you know, the, the, um, music that came up in the area that you grew up in, which is great. I mean, uh, most people don't do that. You know, I never paid much attention to it except the bands. I mean, myself, I, I played in bands in Florida, so I knew, you know, I had from my own errors I did, but even I'm guilty of not digging back uh, so much, and I've actually learned a lot listening to your show. So, obviously, the record you picked, you had to pick a band from Florida. If you had not picked a band from Florida, that would have been crazy, right? That been- <laughs> you made me, Rob. You made me. I say- didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I told you him. Suge- you suggested it, I should say. <laughs> All right. So, what are we talking about? What is the band? What is the album we're talking about? So it was a really tough choice because as we've talked about, I am a fan of all types of music and I wanted to pick something that really had an impact on me and it introduced me to an entirely different genre of music. Uh, So my pick came out in 1995 and it could be, I don't know this for a fact, you'll have to let me know. This could be the very first death metal record it on absolutely your podcast. One hundred percent is yes. I was going to say that it is for <laughs> sure. Well, I am glad to pop your death metal cherry here, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I went with Six Feet Under, and the album is their debut, and it's called Haunted. It was released on Metal Blade Records. Yep. All right. So. Uh, Metal Blade records I've heard of, and uh, death metal as a genre I've heard of. I had never heard of Six Feet Under, and just recently, and like I, I was talking to some friends that maybe knew more about you know local music or that, and whoever I asked never heard of Six Feet Under either. But um, all right, so originally, w- what were they? They originally a uh, side project, right? Formed by yeah. uh, formed by who? So go ahead, tell the little story. It was almost like a supergroup in a way. Right, so, a death metal supergroup. Absolutely. So most people who appreciate and listen to death metal will know the name Chris Barnes uh, because he was once upon a time the lead vocalist for Cannibal Corpse. guitar player uh, who is in Obituary and also Massacre. And then you have Terry Butler on bass. He was also in Obituary. And then you have Greg Gall on drums. And I don't know if Greg was in any other prominent death metal bands. I don't think so. I I was reading up on the members and he's the one that just, this was his band, this is the band he's in. And pretty much this is after this, he just, this was what he played for. But he's a really great drummer and he's a big part of why I think this, uh, this album is really great. And what drew me to it and made me appreciate it a lot was his drumming style yes very different than your traditional blast yes. beat exactly. death metal exactly and and so i will say both those other bands cannibal Corpse and obituary i had heard of before 
And and Cannibal Corpse originally was from uh, New Buffalo. York, right? Yeah, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. All right, but did did they uh, eventually relocate to yes uh, Tampa to okay. to the mecca of death metal, Tampa, Florida? Tampa, Florida. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, kind of is. So all right, so this came out in 1995. How old a young man are you when you discovered this album? So when this album came out. That month it was out, I was 14, turning 15. So it was the first time I had ever heard anything that was labeled as death metal was at that age. Okay. So this is, yeah, this is your introduction to death metal. And yeah, like you were saying, a lot of it, you could say it's kind of standard issue uh, death metal uh, thrash or maybe thrash in a way, but what sets it apart is first of all there's there there's really good riffs there's really good guitar playing in it but it's uh, like you said the drumming is a more uh, a traditional drum style than a lot of the uh death metal which is just that yeah like you said that really fast uh, blast of um of drums where there's not where you can't break it down and, and this guy you could tell was more a, a, tr- a traditional type drummer even even when they're playing fast it's still uh you know it's still not the same and he's really good at at uh, placing the uh, kick pedals like the uh, double kick, uh, you know, at various times where he's really good at that as opposed to just blasting it the entire time. Exactly. And that's what separated it from me as I can, as I kind of went down that rabbit hole of getting more into death metal. Cause you know, like anything, it'll snowball at some point. Right. And that's what separated it for me compared to some of the other death metal bands, especially the ones from Florida is even Cannibal Corpse, it had a completely different sound. It was more groove, almost like a Pantera kind of vibe in a way. So right. it was quite different. Right. Except, and also another thing I noticed, there's not a lot of uh, guitar noodling or guitar leads. It's mostly just the riffs and the rhythm guitar. And, they, and they're and they very, uh, they keep the songs are, are pretty short, relatively short. And it's almost a Ramones-like. It reminded me of, of the, the Ramones. Of- I was a teenager what first drew me to them was that there was no guitar soloing you know it was just these right. power chords and these quick songs and they were catchy and they were good and, and that's kind of what's going on here as well there's like hardly any guitar soloing but there's still great uh, guitar playing great bass playing okay the one thing we haven't mentioned <laughs> <laughs> Are the vocals and this this is the biggest obviously barrier to entry for death metal as a genre right is the way they sing yes it's just yes <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> I, I I'm, sh- I'm sure you realize in like in like doing my research and reading about this Chris Barnes guy like he's kind of a divisive figure because a lot of people don't like him right <laughs> You know, you know what's interesting about that is I have never been into the whole like gossip and what that sort of thing. Good, good. I didn't. I honestly didn't realize until I was getting ready to do this interview that there was all this 
negative with, yeah, negative yeah, Chris Barnes him. stuff, I which is probably that. a lot of it's bullshit, and maybe people, you know. And I, I will say though that one thing that they pointed out, uh, even even the people that didn't really care for him, they say, oh, these first the first six feet under uh, the the early Cannibal Corpse uh, Corpse albums with him singing, and the first six feet under albums are actually really good, but eventually he sort of his singing style shifted a little and they don't like and and I someone made a video of I guess the main thing is he does a lot of this it's like this look. yeah right <laughs> yeah. I can't describe it but it's just it sounds yeah it sounds that was one of the things that turned me on the Rob going back to some of the early stuff even the you know first and second record are my two favorites right is it's for me probably one of the very few death metal records where I can actually understand the words. Like I could actually s sing the lyrics from just listening to it one time without actually having to look at the lyrics. That's true. You can understand the lyrics. That's very true. And it's amazing when you think of it, the way he's singing it in this low guttural thing, but he does manage. So that is a good point. Actually. I didn't realize that, that I, uh, that you can understand what he's saying. It's just, you know, what can I say? This type of thing, it's an acquired taste that I've never actually been able to acquire really. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I appreciate that. It's something different. Y you know, Jeff, the one thing I thought of to me, part of this, which not to to diminish it at all but part of it is just this is this is music to make your parents worry <laughs> this is, <laughs> this well, is my mother music. didn't care when i was listening to really? it, so it worked out no oh, no okay. she she may have actually paid for it actually when i got this because i remember i ordered the cd it wasn't columbia house it wasn't bmg it was another record club called cd headquarters and i but it was the same type of promotion and i remember looking through the catalog and I had no idea who Six Feet Under was. I don't even know who Cannibal Corpse was. But what caught my attention was the album art. And it's actually yes. from a, Let's it's from talk a movie. Let's talk about that. Called, from the, a movie called The Haunting of Morella. That's what caught my eye. In the time of witches, in a place of evil, Morella Locke was put to death. Now she's come back. Call me mad, if you will. But my wife has returned to take possession of my daughter yes it's a great yeah that album cover is great and you know one thing jeff also i was going to mention we kind of missed that there's it's a real missed opportunity we did record we're recording this after halloween just ended we really should this should have been a halloween episode <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, you know, and we we planned originally we were going to do it right at the end of October and it would have worked out. But, you know, things came up and then so it's early November. So we did miss the uh, the Halloween thing. But yeah, yeah, that uh, that cover is very striking. Yeah. So I could I could totally see, though, a kid like a 14, 15 year old kid just seeing that and saying, oh, I want to hear that. I want to see what this is yes. all about. And uh, and were you also a fan of like horror in general? Like, did you like horror movies? Yes, or, and that's comic what books? led me okay. to wanted to try this. I mean, it was like twelve CDs for like a penny or a dollar, whatever oh, okay. it was. Nice, so nice. I had to try it out because yes, I am a fan of horror movies, especially seventies, eighties, and early nineties films. So I actually have not seen that movie i just never came across it before never thought to even seek it out but right. when i saw that album art i was like what does this sound like i was curious oh and yeah 
the rest is history. Right. And in reading, I mean, I read, I guess, the movie. I, I don't think it was that good a movie. It, it, it didn't do good. No one went to see it. So it probably wasn't okay. that good. good. You but, saved me some time, Rob. Right, Thanks. But great artwork, <laughs> uh, nonetheless. Yes, um, great all right. So let's, uh, let's get into this uh, album. We'll start listening to... <laughs> <laughs> to it and yeah like like uh jeff said this is our first uh for a first maybe last foray into death metal who knows but uh, <laughs> it's uh it's definitely uh the music if, if you're a fan of like uh you know metal heavier music aggressive music i would say you're going to be a fan of it up until the part where Chris Barnes starts singing, and then some people are going to drop off. But you know, what are you going to do? That's the way. It, that's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there is some stuff out there that is very blasphemous. I would say this is probably a good introduction for someone that may not typically listen to death metal. You might be so. able to uh, yes. get through this. I agree. Oh no, I have, and I actually, here. I've been listening to it. You know, I've been listening to it on, on my drives, and I've listened to it over and over. And I, it kind of drew me in really quick because I'm, like I said, I'm a fan of you know this the heavy aggressive, and especially that's very well played and everything. And you know the uh, even I, I did appreciate as it went on some of the uh, some of the lyrics because some of them are more more like uh horror comic booky than just you know some some death metal that sounds like they just want to be as like sing about as the most horrible things they could they could sing about you know right and, and, which is okay that's fine but uh i appreciated that they kind of mix it up and it's not all that but we'll get into it right. as we as we go this on listen to the <laughs> opening track the enemy inside sitting down listening to that song before whole new experience for me oh okay okay well that's what i was going to ask you all right so you're a kid you get this in the mail you put it on you're like you put this on this is the first thing that comes on what do you what's your first reaction I love it. You love it. You're on board immediately, right? Yeah. On board, on board immediately. It was like, it was a slow buildup to just go. And I was so into it. I, my head started to bang and back. I mean, if we're going back to, you know, 14, 15 year old me, I was probably jumping around and well, actually I still do that now, but <laughs> right. Right. Okay. But now you're just sitting there with headphones on, uh, nodding your head, right. Nodding to it. <laughs> right. That's exactly what was happening. Which I was nodding my head. Yeah, yes. It's a different, but it makes you, yeah. So like right away again, uh, right from the start, um, I can't, uh, say enough about Greg Gall and his drumming on this is really, 
is is is, is really good, <laughs> you know, because yes. uh, it's just very well done. And all right, so even this one, uh, the enemy inside, it gained control of me, the dark side of my mind, this hollow shell, a body with no soul, feeding on me, growing inside, this parasite, dormant within. Now it's alive. It came to life. So yeah, there's a lot of lyrics in here about sort of how whoever's singing, like the narrator is the sick one the sick one inside it's all it's all like coming from inside them you know and yes. uh yeah yeah so that and i like that more than the ones when they're talking about killing people and stuff and you know things like <laughs> right i mean there, there are some of those on here too Rob. there are oh yeah well it was funny i read we'll get to it when we get to this to right. the, <laughs> we're building to it <laughs> we are we're building to uh yeah to it but uh all right so you had that it's a great opener and now we get the second song uh, and slower, the, the slower ones like this have a nice, definitely a Black Sabbath influence I could hear, right? On some of yes. these. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is great, which has got the nice feel. And it's a nice change from the usual death metal. Because that's the thing about death metal. If you listen to some of it where it's just, it sounds all the same. Because it's all just blast, blast, right. blast, 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 And blast. You, ha- you have to also keep in mind too, Rob, like, and I didn't know this back then, but there really weren't a lot this may very well be and if i'm wrong somebody out there correct me but there really weren't many death metal albums that sounded like this like they were very traditional blast beats yeah they weren't this style it was very different yeah yeah no that's definitely something that i that i read and uh that i picked up on too and people appreciated that that's why they they appreciated the fact that this was something different a a little different and still you know really well done and your purists hated it too (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that's the added (laughs) bonus that your parents uh, can stand it all right let's listen to the second uh song silent violence Some of the lyrics, yeah, that I was going to say. I cut your throat wide, opening a hole in your neck. Your blood sprays my skin warm and wet. You can't feel your heart beating. Scream, no one is listening. I cut your tongue from your mouth. It's funny. This is what I was saying because I read people say that his lyrics are considered to be a little toned down and milder from his previ- previous work with Cannibal Corpse. And I'm thinking like, really? I, I, <laughs> I don't even, I'm scared to listen to Cannibal Corpse now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wonder like... You know, how people perceive certain things is so 
different than how you or I may perceive it. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, but again, but yeah, I see yeah. a lot. I see a lot of the, you know, horror fans of, you know, horror and sci-fi and all that. And I see that in here so that, you know, it all kind of makes sense. And I don't, I don't believe, I mean, the only ones that can be taken seriously are, you remember when they had those Norwegian uh, um, black metal bands that would actually start uh, killing each other and everything? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you know? I like some of that too. <laughs> yeah, all right, but that they were taking it too serious. Like I feel like these bands like this aren't taking it that you know that serious. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah. Not. All right. You never. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know. All right. This next one is it lycanthropy or lycanthropy? Yes. Lycanthropy. Okay. Which is the which is what you know what you know what it is of course right. It's, I believe it has to do with uh, like werewolves. Yeah, the uh, supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But I love this one. The opening to this, it's got this brutal martial sounding opening and it's just like it's relentless and then the guitar and the bass come in and it's just so fierce I, it's really good uh, it is yeah my like, favorite song on the album i think oh it's so good all right let's listen yeah. to like canterpy <laughs> I will admit, listening to this in my car, I was banging my head. I was banging my head to this song, 100%. It's hard not to. <laughs> and yeah. if I could share also a quick story about that song, and I don't know where it is and no one will ever hear it, but I know for sure I have a tape somewhere of me singing that song, especially like the chorus. I would... I don't know why, but I would sing that in the shower and I would, <laughs> and I would record it. I don't know why I would do that. Dying in the darkness. Now one of us bitten by the wolf. Yes. Now, yes. yes. Oh that my was God. my part. That That's was awesome. my lines. Yes. <laughs> that was my lines. And one other thing I would also do, not just with that song, but with Silence's Violence, The Enemy, quite a few songs. Back when I was, I think, late oh no probably early mid high school time you know, time period uh i had tried out for several local death metal bands as a vocalist Aha. anytime i would try out i thought i had a good growl anytime i would try out i would always use lyrics from six feet under from this album specifically oh, nice. okay 
Yeah. Now, uh, did you ever end up in a band, in a death metal band? Or did you- there were two. We never played a show, but we did some uh, practicing. I believe there was a time when I think it, I think once was Studio 13 was there once. And it was another studio, but I don't remember what it was called. The rest of it was just in people's garages right, or right. a bedroom upstairs, you know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that maybe was better off, it. Jeff. Maybe better off. Yeah, then. yeah. In, in a previous life, Rob. your life could have taken a totally different trajectory, and it might not have. It might not have ended well. So yeah, maybe it's better off. Um, all right. Yes. So this next one's still alive. It starts with the with a guitar solo, which is really rare on this album. Yes, and it, and it shows that uh, Alan West is a is a really good guitar player. So that's what makes he me is. appreciate his restraint throughout this record uh, even more. Let's listen to still alive. zombie theme this one's like a zombie more comic book stuff right like zombie basically someone that's dead eight years in the grave smell the ripe decay no eyes in my skull but i still see yeah it's it's great i mean it's just it it, it's good i was hoping you were going to do the growl alive um dead part uh yeah i i almost i thought of it but i (laughs) I thought better of it (laughs) now all right so here's another thing so where in florida are you doing this are you more south florida Yes. Okay. Did you start like going out? Were you able? Did you go out and see some of these bands? Were you able to see some of these bands then, or did you? Or did that still take a couple of years? No, actually, it was right around this time. And you know what dawned on me is I technically did hear Cannibal Corpse before I actually heard of Six Feet Under, and the only reason why I knew of them, and I don't know if you remember this, also filmed in South Florida was in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh yeah, there's that's right. The, there's the scene at the club and Cannibal Corpse is playing. Excuse me, it's Greg here. Thank you. So actually that that predates me actually hearing this record, but it was just a short little little right. bit in the movie, you right, know? Right. It wasn't enough to really pique my interest. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> but yes, I did go to some local shows. There were actually quite a few kids in high school who were in local bands that played 
made places like uh, the Hot Moon Cafe, which was, I think, upstairs in Uncle Sam's oh, in right, Waterhill. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were also some bands that played a club called the Crash Club off Dixie Highway. I don't know how long that was there for. I only saw maybe two shows there. And I think that was the only two places that I actually saw death metal shows. At that, Actually, you know what? That's not true. I did see these other bands were not from my high school, but I did see some bands play at the House of Rock in Lauderdale by the Sea. Oh, okay. death metal. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess death metal, it wasn't playing like in the other clubs, like the rock clubs. Maybe it was just considered a little too, too much, a little too heavy for some of the other. Uh... If it was, I wasn't aware of it because <laughs> keep in mind, even at that time, I was going to a lot of punk shows and that sort of thing. So, oh, okay. But I mean, but I mean, like the uh, plus five, they would never have death metal shows at the plus five or anything, or not for my research. Oh, okay, all right. I was just wondering. No, I, I never. That was that was not my world then, so I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, if if they did, I've never seen a flyer for it. I oh, okay, probably had, not. Then. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So beneath the black sky, this one's more of a general, just the world. Is it? Is it fair to say all these bands just had a very dark view of mankind i mean that's fair to say right (laughs) (laughs) i mean the outlook seemed a little bleak yes Yes. and this is definitely a part of that let's listen to beneath a black sky look to the sky it's turning black No sunshine or light Day turns into night No moon above Lost in the shadows Eclipse in the sun Only darkness above I'm wondering, do you think like a lot of these guys, they're as miserable as they seem in real life? They, they're probably not that miserable. No, I don't. Time, I don't right? think so at all. No, yeah. I don't think. I think a lot of it could be storytelling. You know, yes. in a way. I agree. I I, I agree with that. Of, of course, and of course, like you know, that you're into. You're a kid. You're into you know horror movies. You're into comic books and everything. So this is the stuff you're going to sing about. And uh, yeah, and you want it to sound as dark and heavy, as scary as possible, right? Yes. And I think also when you're growing up, especially in your teens, things make you angry. Yes. People people piss you off. And well, it's sometimes not enough to just listen to, you know, punk. Sometimes you got to go a little bit further than just go, metal, yeah, too. You got to dig deeper. And that's funny. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up now because maybe this is probably, I, I will fully admit, this could all could be me reading too much into all these lyrics and everything and paying too much attention to it. But Human Target, this next song, Human Target, to me, 
it's interesting because at, uh, on the surface you think, oh, human target. It's about hunting someone down and making them a target. But he's really the person singing it is singing about themselves and like how they're yeah. a human target. And uh, scarred, beaten, my bones were broken, bruised, mistreated for what I believe in. Uh, so yeah, this is someone dealing with some shit and thinking of themselves as a human target. And like you said, they've got so much anger that it's kind of uh, it's pl- it's this is almost the like a why I am the way I am manifesto you know yes (laughs) but like i said i could could just be reading all this into it and it could be bullshit but i don't know that's what i gotta let's listen to human sometimes the way he's singing like that it forces him sometimes to pronounce words weirdly you know human targets yes. <laughs> it's not targot it's target right but it really is like a sing-along yes. song in many you know it really is <laughs> yes i was singing along as i'm on mute here and i'm, I'm like sure you were i'm sure you were yes <laughs> in my normal voice though right right um all right so so like i said that was interesting to me all right, this next one, I'll tell you right, right now. Remains of You, I am not quoting any of the lyrics from it, but this a song like this, Remains of You, these are the kind of lyrics that would cause your parents, if they saw you listening to this and read the lyrics, they would like want to get help for you or something. That's what I feel like. It's blasphemous. <laughs> Yeah, it's really bad. But you say so. Do you think your I don't want to get I don't want to get a personal too personal with you with your family and everything with your parents. But did your parents just not pay attention to what you were listening to, or they were very liberal about it? Or no, no. And my mother would be more concerned and angry with me if it was too loud and I was banging. And I would also I had a little amp with a microphone and if I was singing along, which a lot of times was happening in the bedroom, she would be more angry at that. She would have no interest, no care at all about what I was actually listening to and what was in the lyrics. Wow. Okay. You know what? That's yeah. probably best though. It's probably best she didn't. If she did, you know, if she did, maybe it's best that she was kind of oblivious to it because God. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what do you think? I, th- I think I turned out okay. What do you, you think? Did. Yes. No. You. You did. You're. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. And 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 that's that's the thing. It's something that parents, yeah, would freak out and get scared. But yeah, it's uh, for a normal teenage boy. Although I don't know. You say that, and then the kid shoots up at school, and they say, "Why didn't anyone pay attention to him listening to all this shit?" Right. So it's like well, who knows. Yeah. Yes. Who knows, Jeff? I, I I don't know the answer to all this. And this is and, and this is the song though that would make you really think twice because this, this is the most gory song. It is uh, absolutely. Yep. Let's just and you can understand what he's saying. So go ahead, have at it, everyone. It remains of you. 
Definitely, you could definitely say he's playing a character and he's doing things because he's actually doing the voice. Sometimes it changes, it sounds like someone else, like a different character, right? Right. I mean, what if he wasn't? What if he I, was don't doing I don't know? I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Which, like <laughs> which part of the lyrics really scares you the most? No, I'm not, I don't even want to discuss them. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. I like uh, the next one, Suffering in Ecstasy. This is a nice, uh, faster one. This one picks up the pace again, uh, breaks out of the sludge a little, and more self-reflection going on, which I really appreciate on this, the self, more self-reflecting, like when they're thinking about their own suffering and not others' right. suffering. Right? Exactly. You see what I mean? All right, let's listen to Suffering in Ecstasy. line there there is no cure my infection is self-inflicted yes yeah so you know jeff what i was thinking here again i'm gonna probably dig in too deep and it's ridiculous but in a way this could be seen as instead of going therapy instead of going to therapy it's kind of like self-therapy right because you have especially when you're young you have all this these like you know feelings and you don't know and you're all fucked up and you feel like garbage and filled and this you know if you sing along to something like this it's definitely very uh, cathartic right 
I thought so at the time. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. I think it was it was healthy. Probably instead of you going to see a therapist, this was your therapy. It definitely helped. It helped release some of that anger and frustration. Whatever you were going through, you know, that's what music does. Whether it's this or something else, it can help you release some of those emotions and negativity and it's therapeutic, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's the thing that separates when I was talking about the kid that shoots up the school. If someone's like a psychopath, like a true psychopath, then it's going to happen anyway, I feel like. I feel like it's not, they're going to, whatever they're going to get drawn to and listen to, but that's, they're, if, 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 if they're a psychopath, it's not like this music is making someone become a psychopath. Someone's a psychopath and they're, you know, so I, that's why I think it's unfair to, to blame it on because you get just like a nice kid like you that just got some dealing with some shit and he listened to this, worked through his shit and he fine now so right right and the (laughs) the interesting thing though from what i have read over the years when someone young has committed some type of crime that's pretty heinous and they went back to the music it never was death metal it was always like marilyn manson or judas priest it never was like the most evil metal there was so i always found that interesting yeah that is yeah that's true yeah well that that kind of shit yeah that maybe that in a way that kind of proves the point that it's not that it's just you know whatever i don't know (laughs) Maybe the people listening to this type of music are just smarter. I don't know. And well-adjusted, the, the, more well-adjusted, the most well-adjusted. Yes. <laughs> they can they can separate the fiction from... I guess. Or people are triggered by different... I, honestly, Red Hat Chili Peppers makes me want to, like, uh, uh, ram my car into someone, like, driving. <laughs> oh, no. But that's just me. You know, that's personal. Um, <laughs> all right, so now we got more Black Sabbath-like sludge and more of the Halloween horror fantasy here, Tomorrow's Victim. Jeff, I was thinking some people may wonder, like, Tampa, what, what is it about Tampa? Why Tampa, right? For this kind of music? Right. But anyone that's spent a little time in Tampa, it, it makes sense, kind of. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> well, there's lots of different types of music that has come out of Tampa, but nothing that had really pioneered itself like death metal. So. Right, right. But t- I, I don't know. It, it make, to me, it makes sense. Tampa. I, uh, if you go to Tampa, yeah. That, this music makes perfect sense coming out of Tampa. Okay. <laughs> like, Orlando wouldn't work. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get music like this out of Orlando. But Tampa, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that is true. But, you know, there also were... Uh, Quite a number of death metal bands that came out of the out of, out of Broward, uh, right? And right, yeah, that, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, they were all over. Do you remember yes. Ambugalard? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, my band, the Holy Terrors, we used to play with them a lot. And they were uh, they were good, but they were definitely I don't know. What, I, I guess were, were they more thrash? Not really a death metal, right? They kind of use elements of both genres. I felt right. like, and that's what I really appreciated about them was they didn't. And I I didn't. And I actually did discover them before I listened to Six Feet Under and got into death metal. Oh, okay. I I just didn't put it together i didn't even know what death metal was at that time right 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 yeah yeah that makes sense all right so this next one torn to the bone another uh, quick straight to the point i i like i said i really appreciate the fact that these songs don't they're basically they're the perfect definition of all killer no filler right right because there's not a lot of filler but it's great uh let's listen to torn to the bone It's certainly not Shakespeare, Rob. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not, but it's uh, <laughs> effective, very effective. You know, I was just thinking something really funny that, thank God, there's a, a, a like right now, we're recording this, the episode that I have out now is Harry Styles. And then, uh, but thank God there's a record between Harry Styles and this Six Feet Under, because I feel like it would have been too jarring a transition. If- <laughs> i was wondering about that because i did see your post about your most recent episode i'm like wow this is quite a leap yes it is but there is a uh this german uh sort of prog ambient band called agitation free that episode is going to come out uh this saturday and then this uh six feet under will come after so it will be it it, it isn't going to go directly from harry styles to a uh, death metal which is probably Thank god good. yeah i know it's probably good all right so haunted the the we get the title track the last song on here and 
is this something I'm, I'm sure this is something you're still going to break out you probably really enjoyed revisiting this album now right and listening to it uh, i listened to it anytime and i most recently listened to it around early october i do kind of put it on a lot of death metal records around halloween right just yeah because so yeah i listen to this record awesome often, i think i'm gonna so. from now on it'll be my halloween uh, tradition i'm probably gonna break out okay. uh, six feet under all right so listen to the title track haunted <laughs> That's it. That's the album. And you know what, I Jeff, I wanted to mention that uh, for anyone that wants to check out more of Six Feet Under, they actually have a Bandcamp that I bought the digital version of this right from their Bandcamp page, which is awesome. And they're still going. Chris Barnes is still singing for them, and there's some uh, different members. But right, there's there's still a band. They are still a band, not a band that I have followed for for years. I have periodically checked out new stuff. Right. Never really got into some of the later stuff, but the first two records I love. Like the first time I heard them. Yep. Yep, and and they still hold up too. They definitely do. Yeah, their most recent release is Nightmares of the Decomposed, and uh, which came out I think in twenty twenty. But um, most of their releases, including this one that we did today, is available on their Bandcamp page, which is which is oh, that's great. I love that when uh, I don't have to go to Amazon, you know, to to buy the right. Download. Yep. <laughs> and this album, and this real quick too. This album's also really important also uh especially from a florida perspective because for many people who appreciate death metal will be familiar with scott burns at morris sound studios in tampa you really don't you really don't have an appreciation for that type of music if you don't know who scott burns is i recognize his name and i and i know that studio morris sound also yeah i, I yes. definitely recognize that okay yes he yep he produced the you know death and malevolent creation yes, that's right. and okay. cynic Cynic from Miami. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember yeah. Cynic. I remember seeing them at uh, Washington Square. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what did you think of them when you saw them? I thought they, they were great. I thought it was so, it was so like, not like any other band or not like what I was used to. I remember Addy, Addy from Quit had the, had the best line about them. He goes, they suck. He said, they're so good that they suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I didn't. I don't know what he meant, but I think he was just like he couldn't. He, he couldn't like comprehend it all. It was like it was too much for his uh, little brain, you know. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's great. And uh, it's great. You know, Jeff, it's great that you're just such a fan of all these bands. And I've just, you know what? I was just listening uh, to an episode today. Um, Jose's uh, Jose's episode uh, from, uh, I forgot the name. I hadn't, uh, yeah. I hadn't listened to it. I'm, I'm listening to that today. And, uh, yeah, it's just great uh, that you're... Uh, that you're such a uh, champion of all these Florida bands and all these has-beens and no one ever knows who they are, but you're, you know, <laughs> like me. <laughs> well, I appreciate, I appreciate the support, Rob, from, from day one. And again, thanks for doing my podcast. It's so wonderful to be able to do your podcast. Yeah, and uh, I, I appreciate what you do and because it is quite different than, than uh, what I would typically listen to from a podcast perspective. And it's nothing like my podcast. So no. that's why I pre- I enjoy it and appreciate it. Cause it's not, I don't have to listen to the same type of thing, yep. <laughs> you know? So. No, I hear you. So that's, so don't forget everyone. That's uh Florida sound archive. Uh, you're available all over wherever podcasts are, right? That's right. Wherever you get podcasts, if you're not following Florida sound archive, I only have one social media. Keep it super simple. And that's on Instagram. Just follow Florida Sound Archive and you'll get all the details and find it on your favorite podcast platform. There you go. You know, now if you want to go to Twitter, it's like $8. You could pay $8 and get a check, one of those blue checks now. because <laughs> so you, 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 Right. You may want to look into that. <laughs> Um, good. I think I'll, I think I'll let you look into that. All right. All right. I get it. That's fine. All right. Don't forget everyone. You can go to Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record. Got me. high. also that Facebook got me. high. for now. I am still on Twitter. No blue check mark. I'm not paying $8 a month. What are you crazy? Uh, at TRGMH podcast. You can email me at TRGMH 33 at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you guys want to become a patron guys and gals, I know I still, I've been pretty good not saying guys, but, uh, everyone, I appreciate all my patrons. So much we just had a really fun uh halloween themed patreon episode but uh you can become a patron just go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and for as little as two dollars a month become a patron of the show jeff this was really great it's always great having you on and then talking to you and uh we'll do it again sounds great rob thanks for having me on i appreciate it and keep up with what you're doing i will all right everyone we'll see you next week i'm rob alba oh, no, no, no.